Let us uh, pray. God, we just thank you uh, for today. Um, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to um, preach your word. God, I've done my part to prepare and to study, um, but I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would uh, speak through me and that he would take my humble and uh, studies and he would uh, give every single person listening to me something uh, that they need in order uh, to uh, to know, love you more and know you better. God, we honor you and we thank you for allowing us to gather here today. So many people cannot say that, but we thank you that you are allowing us to do that right now. Uh, we thank you for the support uh, team and everyone who was working so hard to put on this service. We thank you for those that are at home, at the sound of my voice, they're on their couches, on their beds. Some might be working out or cooking and listening to me. Whatever they're doing, we pray for a sense of peace in their homes, in their marriages, in their kids. Uh, and we pray, God, that uh, your Holy Spirit would be with them wherever they are. Um, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. So uh, the title of my message today is Strength Under Pressure. Strength under pressure. But before uh, I get into this sermon, um, I'm gonna, uh, it's going to be a little bit different today. It's going to be a topical sermon, and we're going to look at uh, multiple verses. And I'm not going to apologize for that because we're in church, and I'm teaching today. And so we're going to get into God's Word, and uh, the Bible has a lot to say about the pressure that we face in our lives. And uh, in 2021, uh, we've all had our share of pressure. If you have your Bibles with you, please take them out. Um, so in 2020, we had lots of pressure. The church faced lots of pressure from not being able to meet, not being able to hug and high-five people, living through a global pandemic, pa pastors left and right, are leaving the church because of the intense pressure that they're facing. Members are uh, reporting uh, high levels of anxiety, of, of um, distress. And what does the Bible have to say about all this pressure? What can we learn from God's word to help us to deal and not buckle under all this pressure? But before we get into today, I want everybody to do something with me because I believe that God is going to speak something to each and every one of you that is going to be useful for the rest of your life. The verse that we are going to be studying, I heard seven years ago at a leadership retreat. And I've been studying uh, this topic about pressure and having strength in the pressure for the past seven years. And this is the first time I feel like God has released me to be able to speak about it. But this has carried me through some really tough moments of my life and some really difficult times. And uh, I believe that some of you here today will also uh, learn something that's going to help you and encourage you to get through uh, this day. So um, just do this with me, okay? We're going to make a declaration. It's pretty long, so stick with me. And uh, you can say it loud and proud, okay? We're going to make a declaration today. 
I just want you to take your Bibles, lift them up in the air. Come on, lift them up. Work with me here. One time. Get your five. If you have a phone as your Bible, that's okay. If your Bible's glowing, that's okay. Lift them up in the air. If you're at home, take your Bibles and lift them up. And you okay. Now say this loud and proud. Don't let me down. The louder you say it, the shorter I'll preach. All right. So here we go. Today, the Holy Spirit. Come on, that louder. Is going to speak to me about pressure. After today, I will know and fully understand that the Lord is not allowing pressure to defeat me or conquer me. Quite the contrary. He's using said pressure to get something out of me. Come on, that will be useful for myself and others. So today, I put hell on notice that my perspective is about to change on the pressure that's in my life. All right, now we're ready to go. Now we're ready to go. Proverbs 24, verse 10 says, If, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation today, Proverbs 24, verse 10 says, and also if you can get a pen and take some notes, that would be awesome. I'm going to share some really important things to you that you should not, you should not forget. Uh, Proverbs 24, verse 10 says this. And before I read the verse, I want to share some context. This is a very, very heavy verse. It's a, it's a simple verse, but very profound. Okay, we're going to break this down for us. Proverbs 24, verse 10 says, if you fail... Under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. The title of my sermon is Strength Under Pressure. You see, in this verse, he's not really assessing the pressure as much as he is assessing your strength. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, this quarantine has not been good to my weight. Um, I've been struggling a lot. Um, but one of my uh, heroes that I like to follow is the gentleman by the name of Admiral William McRaven. And uh, he was the general, uh, um, he's the admiral responsible for the capture of Osama bin Laden. And he gave a famous speech and he read, a, 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 he, he wrote a very awesome book called Make Your Bed. And in it, he describes um, what it means to go through Navy SEAL training, okay? And this is an excerpt from his book when he talks about some of the difficulties and the pressure you have to go through to make it through to be a Navy SEAL. Now, I could not be a Navy SEAL uh, partially because I like too much Chick-fil-A and uh, too much donuts, and uh, I probably could not uh, survive uh, with that nutrition uh, but here we go. We're going to listen to what he has to say about the challenges they faced and he faced as a Navy SEAL. Every day during training, you are challenged with multiple physical events, long runs, long swims, obstacle courses, hours of calisthenics, sometimes someti something designed to test your mettle. Every event had standards, uh, times you had to meet. If you failed to meet those times, those standards, your name was posted on a list. And at the end of the day, those on the list were invited to a circus. 
A circus is two hours of additional calisthenics designed to wear you down, to break your spirit, to force you to quit. No one wanted a circus. A circus uh, was met, meant that that day you did not measure up. A circus meant that more fatigue, and more fatigue meant that the following day would be more difficult, and more circuses were likely. But at some point during SEAL training, everyone, everyone made the circuit list, the circus list. But an interesting thing happened to those who were constantly on the list over time. Over time, the people who were constantly on the list, those students who did two hours of extra calisthenics got stronger and stronger. The pain of the circuses built inner strength and physical resiliency. If I were given those same tests that those Navy SEALs had today, I would certainly not pass. It's because we all know that I am not physically fit and prepared for long workouts and long runs. And long, well, first of all, uh, the first reason is because, um, as I mentioned earlier, my, my nutrition is not up to par. The second thing is I can't swim. Okay, so if there was a long run uh, or a long swim, I would definitely drown. The third reason, I'm also out of shape, okay? So all those workouts and all the calisthenics would be way too heavy for me. But the issue is not the, the pavement or the long pavement. The issue is not the ocean. The ocean, it didn't wake up today and say, let's drown Moise. The issue is not the weight. My strength is. So I can assess what I'm able to push off of me based off of my strength, not its weight. See, pressure is one of those funny things that when we get into it, the enemy would love to get us in a victim mentality that says, all this is coming on me. Why is this happening to me? And the reason why it has not moved is because you have not gone through the reps to work up to that weight. There are certain pressures in your life that the Lord is not going to remove from your life until you have gone through the proper conditioning to push it off yourself. Now, I hope this does not mess with your theological persuasion, but there are certain things you're just not going to pray away. Just ask Jesus, who three times on the cross prayed that this cup would pass. It did not pass. He had to push that weight off himself. Point number one today is pressure assesses our character. Pressure assesses our character. Write that down. Pressure assesses our character. I like to call this the teabag test. So today... I have uh, some hot water, and I also have a tea bag. Now, unless you had incredible discerning powers, you would not be able to tell me what's inside the content of this tea bag. The only way we would be able to tell, because you know we don't have the label is to get some hot water and uh, put the tea bag in the hot water. 
And as the tea bag is in the hot water, whatever is inside of the tea bag is going to come out. Even if the contents of said tea bag did not want to come out, the heat is going to draw it out. When the heat and the pressure of life comes upon you, what comes out of you? When you're submerged in a difficult situation, what happens to you? Uh, when pressure comes in the form of a heated argument in a struggling marriage, does prayer come out or does passive aggression come out? When a blue 2008 Toyota Corolla cuts you off on Highland Boulevard twice, does praise come out or does profanity come out? When, from my youth, when friends pressure you to watch an inappropriate movie, does courage come out or does compromise come out? When the hot water of life and when you're submerged into it, do you run to it knowing that this is an opportunity for you to grow or do you run from it because you think this is an attack from the enemy? What if every pressure situation you get in has nothing to do with the devil? What if the very thing you are trying to rebuke is the very thing that he is doing to investigate the character that is inside of you. You see, we need our perspective change when it comes to pressure. Because if you walk around binding all pressure, what you are really doing is rebuking the very thing God has put in your life so you can grow. All we have to do is allow him to speak to us in the moments of vulnerability and temptation. And if we take his route, we grow. Point number one is pressure assesses our character. We're going to move on. Can I get a little deeper? Can I get a little deeper? Okay, Romans 5 verses 3 to, three to 5. Romans 5 verses 3, 4, and 5. This is Paul. This is Paul. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Point number two is pressure should change our perspective. Pressure to, should change our perspective. Look at how Paul starts that first verse. In Romans 5, verse 3, he says, we can rejoice too. Really, Paul? We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials? I mean, Paul is, is, is too, too giddy for me. Because that's quite difficult. I mean, how often have you heard a best friend come up to you and say, Yay, Jesus! My boss is harassing me on the job. I'm about to grow! Yay, Jesus! It's a pandemic! 
God is about to investigate the character inside of me, and I am developing the fruit of the Spirit. Yay, Jesus! You know, one of the most influential times in my life happened uh, when I was in college. My, fa- my mother and father, uh, uh, it was during 2008, during the subprime mortgage mess and the financial crisis. My mother and father moved to Florida, and they had a home. And because of the subprime mortgages, uh, I knew that their home was in jeopardy. So we were trying all these different options to help them stay in their home. And on my way to class in the hallway, I got a call from my dad, and he said to me, um, boys, um, uh, and, and, and uh, good news. Uh, no, no, he said, Moise, give God the glory. And, and we had all been waiting for this day and this call uh, because we were hoping that he'd find a way to pay his mortgage and stay in his home. He said, Moise, give God the glory. And I was like, Dad, you, you saved the home? He says, no, today they foreclosed on the house. And I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, why are you talking about give God the glory? I mean, talk about super spiritual. You lost your home, and you, and you want to praise God? You know, that always stuck with me. Okay, that always stuck with me uh, because I learned from my dad that in the good times and in the bad times, whether things are going well or things are going bad, whether you can hear God clearly in your devotional time or you feel so dry that you have no energy to pray. Whether your marriage is, is, is going through a good time and you're going on vacations every summer, or your marriage, you don't think you can make it another week. That we can trust in God and we can hope in God and we can have strength in God. Because pressure comes in our life to change our perspective. You see, The perspective changes when you understand that the pressure is only there to produce something inside of you that you're going to need later. If you subvert every pressure plate that comes into your life, if you rebuke it and think that it's an attack from the enemy, what you will do is you will end up having a 20-year relationship with Jesus with twig legs. You won't be able to handle any weight. Every time you're disciplined, you crack. Every time you're corrected, you run. Every time you're faced with a challenge, you put on a defense mechanism. Endurance, it's the one thing our church lacks today. As I mentioned, pastors are failing. Members leave when they don't like the pastor's tie. Every little pressure situation that comes our way, we buckle. And this also, uh, our brother James, which James was the brother of Jesus, so if you're the brother of Jesus, you know this guy has to know what he's talking about, okay? So James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, he also offers us a view on this. And he says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. What? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. 
James is telling us same thing as Paul. When pressure comes your way, you're about to grow. This is an opportunity for you to grow. Point number one was pressure assesses our character. And point number two was pressure changes our perspective. When we face the pressures of life, it changes our perspective. It gives us an opportunity to, to grow. It's an opportunity to get something is in us that we would not get if we were not in a situation of pressure. And point number three is this. Point number three, write this down. Remember where it comes from. Remember where it comes from. One of the famous verses in the Bible comes from Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. And this verse has been absolutely abused. I mean, abnormally used. I mean, you have basketball players who put Philippians 4.13 on their sneakers and think that that's going to help them to win. Boxers will go into the ring and have Philippians 4.13s on their belt and think that because they wrote that on their belt, that that's going to help them win a fight, and then they get knocked out, and then they're on the floor. We have athletes go into the Super Bowl with Philippians 4.13 thinking that they can do all things through Christ, which strengthens them. And many of us Christians were guilty of this as well. But the truth is, we can't do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can't fly home right now. If I ask any, any of you to take out, take a, go home and fly home like dun, 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 like Superman, we're not able to do that. Let's read the Bible in context. Let's see here what Paul said before he said what he said. Philippians 4.13, verse 10. How I can rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what is, it is like to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. For I can do all things through him who gives me strength. See, Christ has not given you strength to fly home. He's given you strength for that life stuff. For I don't know where my next meal is going to come from stuff. For I'm praying for a wayward child stuff. 
for I'm struggling with an addiction, but nobody sees it stuck. You see, as Christians, we need to know who's spotting us. If I was at the Navy SEAL training and pushing off some weight, or if the the Navy SEALs came to me and asked me to spot them, they'd be a fool to ask me to spot them because I'm too weak to be able to handle all that weight and help them lift. But as Christians, we have Jesus. He is our strength. We need to remember that, that our strength comes from Jesus. And he can help us do that life stuff, that I'm getting through a pandemic stuff, that I feel the anxiety stuff. We need to put our hope and our strength in Jesus Christ. So as a church, what do we do with the pressures of life? What do we do when we're faced with all these difficult moments and these heated moments of life? Okay, we need to remember that pressure assesses our character, pressure changes our perspective, and pressure, and and remember where it comes from, that Jesus Christ is your strength. In 2020, our church was under immense pressure. Our country was under immense pressure. There was racial tensions, political stress and anxiety. There is a bomb that just went off. There's a pandemic. There's lots of uncertainty. And we need to go into 2021 with our perspective changed. That if I have a little, I got strength. If I have a lot, I got strength. If I'm going through a tough time, I got strength. If everything's going well, I got strength. In every situation, I got strength. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. God, we honor you, and we stretch out our hands to you. We release our strength, and we know that you will strengthen us in the good times and the bad times. God, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring. There's fear, uncertainty, and anxiety. But one thing we do know is that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we pray for strength in the church, that this pandemic is not going to make us weak, but this pandemic is going to break something in us that's going to strengthen us, something we need to affect the world and to bring your light to the world. We pray a blessing over every family, pray a blessing over our senior pastor and his wife, and his daughter, we pray you continue to strengthen him as he has gone through so much pressure. We are so blessed to have him, God, to continue to be faithful every Sunday, in and out, continuing to feed our souls with your word. Your word says that he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. 
So we pray right now for a season of refreshing for him, his family. We love you and we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.